Today, on another chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that some believe was the sole reason that Hocus Pocus 2 sucked so damn much. What happens when a young family begins to hear unexplained sounds coming from their baby monitor? Sounds that could be anything except a baby. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts and check out our uh, subscription channel on Apple Podcasts where you can become an extra podcast person, an EPP as we call them. There you get access to the bonus episodes of the show, new ones every single week, access to the whole archive, uh, 400 some of them there for you to binge away on. Uh, the new episodes before the release to the general public, you get advanced access to those uh, as well as our full archive, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories and a partridge in a pear tree. And it's all commercial free. So check it out uh, either at ghostpodcast.com on Patreon, if you don't use Apple Podcasts, patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Or like I said, through Apple Podcasts, which right now you can check out all that and get access to it all for three days absolutely free on Apple Podcasts. Check it out and help keep the program on the air. We greatly appreciate it. Tony and Todd with you on today's episode. What's going on? Well, I, uh, I've been working on uh, on another podcast that I've been doing for a while. And this season, we're talking a lot about um, Bigfoot and stuff like that, mm -hmm. which I've never really gotten into. Yeah. But then we you start, the problem is you start digging down some of these roads and you start getting audio and you got, start seeing visuals that you haven't seen before. And then, you know, your mind starts racing and all that kind of stuff. So I was a little creeped out by some audio that I came across yesterday. And now I'm thinking, well... You know, is Bigfoot real? Is it aliens? Is it something else? Is it, you know, some sort of paranormal thing going on in the woods there? I'm not sure. I've never gotten into Bigfoot. I've never really gotten into aliens that much either. Uh, but I feel like if I did start a dive into it for some reason, I probably would find, you know, the, that carrot and keep keep digging. So what was what were these sounds that you heard that made you raise your eyebrows? It's actually, it's uh, some audio that was recorded back in the 70s, mm -hmm. um, well before digital where they could do this stuff. And these guys go up in California into some of the national parks there and they they go camping and they they do some hunting up there every year. And they actually record audio of what sounds like some two things having conversations down in a ravine in the woods and stuff like that. And then they start, you know, whooping and hollering at it, kind of trying to mimic it. And the thing continues to whoop and holler back. And, um, uh -huh. and, and, you know, obviously you go through the thing, well, it's somebody up there playing around with them, all that kind of stuff. But they've had scientists look at it. They've had audio experts listen to it and they just can't figure out what the heck that's all about. But it was really strange. Was it on YouTube? Um, the original, the original documentary is on prime and uh -huh. then there's bits and pieces of it that you can find on YouTube, but it was just really freaky. So in order to cleanse myself and relieve myself <laughs> of that stress, I spent three hours watching Cagney and Lacey reruns from the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing will cleanse your soul more than Cagney and Lacey reruns. Oh, then I got going down that wormhole, and wow, I just, I don't know. You start, like, Wikipediaing the show and going, well, what, what was this there? That's what I, I'm horrible about when I watch television. 
is I start Wikipediaing aspects of every show. And I like, well, wonder what happened to that person or this person or where is this setting? Is this really filmed there? And, th and then I never, and soon enough, I realized I haven't paid attention to the show in about a half hour and I have to right. rewind. And that's why I can never get through shows anymore. That or I'm going yeah. to sleep. I actually, I actually learned something about the intro of the show and why, like, the, the two characters, Cagney and Lacey, the two people that played it, mm -hmm. while they liked each other, they were rivals. So one week, one of them would be the first person that was shown in the credits. The next week, the other person would be the first one shown in the credits. And it went back and forth throughout the season that way, which I've never heard of before in a series. Yeah. But apparently on this one, Sharon Glass and Tyne Daly had that in their contract that they got every other top billing on the show. That's funny. Isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it what's interesting in the world of having, uh, you know, YouTube and Wikipedia and everything, everybody able to share their interests in group settings yeah. is it's scary to realize how many other people are out there that wonder <laughs> about the same crazy shit that you wonder about or I wonder about or anybody you know, wonders about that you think I'm the only one who cares about this. Like, who would give a shit about any of these things? I kind of thought I was special yeah. in a way when growing up. I and then too. I met you and yeah. then I realized there was a little bit of me and you. And yeah. then now all these other people are just as messed There's up. There's other I people. I, and, yeah. and like like the one that, that originally and uh, surprised me, and this was before Facebook even, there was a website that was called deadmalls.com, I think. It's probably <laughs> still there. Um, and I discovered this, uh, like, I don't know, 19, or 2006, 2007-ish. And I was at working in radio and just dinking around at the computer. And i like, oh, my God, somebody else is really into this. I'm sure they don't get many views. Like, there's got to be just very few people on this website is what I'm thinking. And then YouTube comes about. And some of these people who've like dedicated their lives to simply exploring abandoned malls, which to me sounds like an awesome job. Uh, it's like millions and millions of views. And I'm just like, damn, that is really, really cool. If I only had another seven days in the week, I would totally <laughs> make videos like this. I mean, because I mean, I've watched some of this and they, they get it'd be so fun. It's so time consuming, though to do some of those edits and such that yeah. I, I just, I, I don't have remotely amount the time to do it, but it's just, it's interesting to see how many weird curiosities people have about things like that. And I don't feel so alone anymore. <laughs> those are probably some of the tamer ones too. I don't know how far uh, yeah, down I, deep you want to dig on that stuff. I really haven't dived with like abandoned shit. Um, you know, <laughs> that's kind of my limit is what I kind of, you know, follow around on yeah. YouTube. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's probably far more uh, facets of those sort of things that you could dig down to. But I'm just content looking at abandoned buildings going neat. Uh, now I don't have to break into anywhere and I don't have to do no trespassing things. Um, cause that was, that was my fear. I was always afraid I was going to get caught. So that's why I never really did much of that. Uh, probably a good choice, honestly, now that we can just watch it that way. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our first letter, letter of the day. It says, I've been a fan of your show since they were be in the beginning. I've actually had the pleasure of writing in before. My first story made the cut. Hopefully this one does too. My husband and I purchased our first home in January of 2022. I was pregnant at that time. It's a new home, part of a master plan community. So we're the very first people to reside here. We've been here now for nine months and our son is about four months old. That part isn't too important to the story, only that we do believe increased spiritual activity can happen surrounding pregnancy and newborns. 
since they are in those in-between stages of life. We've noticed a variety of things which we initially would ignore or overlook until the evidence became too significant. The light in the guest room turns on and off by itself on a whim. Typically, it happens overnight for the creepiest effect, but it's been known to happen throughout the day, too. Occasionally, it will choose to do this in quick sets of three, on, off, on, or vice versa, but sometimes it will just turn it on or off and leave it. Most recent time I spoke out loud, please stop this, it's getting annoying, after the light had turned off, on, off, it was daytime. After I said this, said this, the ceiling fan turned on, which was a new one for us. I know what you're thinking, electrical. Well, since our home is still under warranty, we've consulted with an electrician three times through our builder and twice on our own through a non-affiliated company. They all say the same thing, no electrical issues. I should note that we reside in a duplex so that there's a connected wall with our neighbors. However, due to the firewall, it's virtually soundproof and we do not hear them at all. We live in a two-story home, and it's me, husband, baby, one cat, one dog. Cat and dog like to run and chase, often being so loud it sounds like a stampede in the hallway coming down the steps. One day we heard just that as we sat in the living room. I said it was probably the cat. My husband noted that both animals were right beside me. On occasion, we've dropped in on our Alexa. I got to whisper that because there's one in the room. It still heard me. Damn it. It's Now it's going to go because it's not connected. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm not connected to the internet. Um, anyway, I whispered it and it heard me. That's scary. Uh, went away from the home to check in on animals. We heard a male voice soothing our dog who had been barking, distressing sounds, including a muffled shash. That's, I'm trying to make the sound that's in the letter. The words were difficult to make out. We have security cameras and alarms that can confirm nobody was actually in our home. There are times when that device will respond to nothing. And a few weeks ago, the TV in the living room turned on by itself after we've discussed leaving it off for the day. There are times when we'll hear each other calling for the other only to learn that person was in the shower, garage, or outside and had never actually called. By far the creepiest. Our baby monitor has a camera and in the first couple of months, every time we would look at it, we'd see orbs and shapes of whooshing across the screen. Now again, a logical person would point to dust or pet dander However, now that my son is four months old, we see one figure or orb whoosh across the screen very occasionally. Before it was like 20, always going back and forth throughout the screen nightly. Now it's very, very clear. And we only see one orb figure. Not nightly, not even every hour. I hope that made sense. I'm not sure how to accurately describe it. One is if we were dust or pet dander, then it would still be displaying, but it isn't. Now it is clear. Finally, my husband and I were redecorating our laundry room and had our son in a bouncer while we placed wallpaper. Our son was sleeping and still we had overlooked over at him and just watched him in his peaceful still sleep. We put up a row of paper and then looked back towards our son. The bouncer was bouncing methodically as if someone was pushing it with their foot or hand. That one creeped us out and we said, please stop. And the bouncing discontinued. So to recap, pretty sure our house is haunted over my husband lost his mother when he was two years old. That's the same age I was when I lost my grandfather. We choose to believe that it is their kind and gentle spirits visiting the family we created and just saying, hey, I'm here. Thanks for listening, and I love the show. Megan. Well, that's a happy thing to believe, and I'll leave you to do that. 
Yeah. I and, and the thing is, you can take it a step further and you can start asking them to try and communicate if that's who you think it is and, and try and find out. Mm -hmm. There's so much in the story that uh, really hit home for me because I've, I've got a bunch of friends, not a bunch of friends. I've got a couple that uh, just had a baby mm -hmm. and uh, he believes a little bit in paranormal, but for the most part, he thinks it's, you know, hogwash. Mm -hmm. And right after the baby was born, they had a ton of paranormal activity in the house. And things from, as you mentioned, lights going on, things actually moving on people's dressers, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, kids seeing shadows. And as time has gone, I think they actually had the baby either last fall or it was earlier this year. As time has progressed, that has all died down. So I, I've heard that story a lot. You know, newborn babies, uh, there's a lot of energy yeah. there between the the mother and the child and, and that creates stuff. And, and then the other thing too is like, you mentioned the uh, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that I've, I've heard stories of people getting audio recorded because you can look back on audio that's been um, picked up by those devices and mm -hmm. listen to it. And not only have people uh, caught their spouses cheating and stuff like that <laughs> that way, but people have caught, you know, uh, ghosts or somebody communicating that wasn't even there. So, so much to unpack there, but a great story. And it sounds like everything's safe. It doesn't sound like it's anything horrible. But yeah, you know, they could take it to the next level and start asking, mm -hmm. you know, whether or not that person is grandma or grandpa or whoever. And ask Beelzebub to join in the fun. Yeah. <laughs> Leave my child alone. He's like, I'm here for the party, bitches. <laughs> so, that, um, just, uh, just be careful. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, the orb stuff was interesting, and I've always been very skeptical on orbs mm -hmm. just because yep. they can be very, 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 very easy to explain. Um, but I, I, this weekend, I, I got to think of orbs a little bit because years ago uh, when I was in Kansas City um, uh, and uh, was taking some pictures in different areas, uh Crown Center has uh, a building in it uh, that uh, years ago in, in the 80s uh, had a, uh, a horrible disaster in it. Um, and it, the floors of this hotel uh, literally collapsed one on top of another. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about here? I actually kind of think I remember that. Kansas City... I'm just trying to find the entry on it. It was at the Hyatt Regency. Um, hmm. And the walkways collapsed uh, upon one another. The scary thing is the lobby doesn't look that different to this day. Or, I don't know, at least it did it 10 years ago. That was about the last time I was in there. So I, I can't quite say for sure. Uh, but they suffered a huge structural collapse of the two overhead walk walkways. There were party goers on there. There was a, a big dance recital going on in the lobby with a bunch of kids, everybody standing there watching, looking down with their drinks. And this thing is suspended literally by uh, cords from the, the the ceiling and something went wrong. They discovered uh, lots of structural defects in it and it pancaked on top of each other like one, two, three, down. 113 people killed, 216 oh. injured. Uh, literally just flattened in the lobby of this this hotel. It was the worst hotel disaster uh, prior to 9-11. Uh, oh. And uh, it, 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 when I went in there years ago, uh, I took some pictures and I got a bunch of orbs looking up at that area. It, and what's so weird about it is, you know, this is, this thing happened in 1981, July 17th of 81. 
And the area of the lobby where the walkways were is very awkward because you can see uh, where the cutout is for like where the door would go or where the entrance to the walkway would be. Uh, And then just railing and kind of like it still looked like kind of a temporary like blockade. And this is 30 some years after this happens. And it was just eerie as hell. Uh, I don't know if the facade has changed at all. I would think that'd be something you might want to do. Uh, but I guess it's it's worked for them for quite a while, considering the hotel is still there. Um, but over the weekend, I uh, was staying within viewing distance of that building. And I, I'm meeting uh, some new family members or future family. I should have said this, too. I haven't said this on the air. I got engaged over the weekend, everyone. Yes, sir. So, all right, everybody. There you go. <laughs> So I got engaged uh, and uh, my fiance's uh, grandma and her aunt were visiting us and we got a loft uh, in Kansas City and celebrated there. Um, And we uh, were looking over on the cool rooftop balcony and we're looking at the buildings. And of course, you know, I'm meeting new people and they're talking, oh, isn't that pretty over there? What's the first thing I go to? Hey, you see that building over there with a circle on top? (laughs) Yeah, that's the Hyatt Regency. Uh, did you ever hear about the the tragedy that happened there? They're like, no, what? And then I shared the story. And luckily, they're very uh, inquisitive people and are interested in that sort of shit. So it wasn't like, uh, huh? Like, who are you? Who would you get engaged to, honey? Uh, it was like we had a. It was interesting. They they found it very fascinating. Um, I was going to ask you if your fiance ever gives you one of those looks, like just shut up, like fishy. <laughs> You know, I think sometimes she feels that way, <laughs> but usually the rest of the group is interested. <laughs> so, so I try to shut up, but you know, but no, she's, uh, she's great. So anyway, yes, I, I posted that on Facebook um, and, and we're recording this right after Thanksgiving. I know this is airing at the beginning of the year, uh, but our EPPs will hear about this early. I posted it on Facebook uh, the night of, and Thank you to everyone who said a nice, kind, congratulatory thing. I did appreciate that. I did read through them. And I also read the ones where it's like, what? What about your wife? Isn't this horrible? You're posting this on the place where your your wife is? It's like, um, I'm sorry. I've been divorced for two years. Um, I started the show myself. Um, and I don't know. When you're seeing someone putting an engagement thing up there, why is your immediate reaction to like, start talking about someone's ex clearly I, i'm not running like a uh a jan uh jan uh what was or what's the guy's name who had the uh all the wives i, I don't know uh, uh anyway um I, i'm not doing that uh so i don't know i just found it odd when i see posts like that or, or i don't know with just the i don't know the, the the what word am i looking for here the appropriateness of those sort of responses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you're happy and everything's great, that's wonderful. I saw the picture. I was really happy for you. You'd kind of told me ahead of time you were thinking about doing it. So over the weekend, I'm like, I wonder if he had the balls to pull it off. And then Mm -hmm. I saw the picture. So that was great. I did. We had um, uh, Don Henley had us come up on stage. And then I asked her there. And then Joe Walsh came over and said something. I don't know what the fuck he said. But uh, then uh, he handed uh, me the ring 
And then the Eagles all got around us and we sang Witch A Woman together. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you put the uh, in the ring stuffed in the bird and she had to reach in there while it was yeah, good and yeah. hot to hey, find it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, look at this. I forgot. Oh, shit. You know what? I put I put the wishbone up in the cabinet of the uh, above the refrigerator in there to, to dry it out so me and Harper could play with it later. Uh, I forgot it. <laughs> There's so a, somebody's going to be in that loft and they're going to come upon a wishbone. They're going to come upon you know. a wishbone. And then somebody's going to say, look, someone is practicing uh, some sort of spiritual sacrifice. And it's just a wishbone for our Thanksgiving. <laughs> Honey, reach in the bird right now and squeeze yeah. the, squeeze now, the I, uh, I, I just, uh, we had dinner uh, at a nice, we went to the Eagle show after and no, we did not do anything on stage. Uh, we were uh, just at a nice restaurant, uh, kind of talking and going back and forth uh, and uh, just found the right time to do it. And that was uh, all I wanted to do. And uh, stood on the table, sung uh, Michael Bolton, said, I loved you, but I lied. Shut up. Uh, as loud not. as I could. And everybody everybody clapped and they said, encore, encore. This so is I went into, uh, and this is kind of weird, but I went into a Celine Dion song. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I hit most of the notes and everyone was pretty cool with that. Um, and then I, I wrapped it up with, you got to have faith. Because uh, you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. And then she said yes. So wonderful. No, I, uh, it was it was very quiet. I even specifically asked for a table or booth that would not attract attention. Um, did you slip the guy like two bucks or something like that to give you a nice table? I slipped him uh, a business card and said, "I'm going to make you famous." <laughs> Do you know who you're dealing with? I'm going to make you famous. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that was that, but congrats. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear them. And uh, we're going to hear another one in one second here as I can pull it up. There we go. Let's uh, hear your ghost story. Hi, Tony and all the uh, ghost gang. This is Rachel. I'm calling from Santa Barbara, California. Um, I just heard an insanely good story um, this morning. One uh, episode called Ghosts, Ghosts Are Real. And there was a um, <clears throat> security guard, former security guard from Los Angeles, uh, told such a great story. It, it was freaky. But... Um, you had a question, Tony, and you asked Carol why they don't use animals, um, I guess dogs, because they're so um, so incredibly sensitive to the other side, <clears throat> to what we can't see. And my opinion on that is um, what's going to lead me into my story. So um, we moved into a house. My husband and I, our, our sons were very small at the time, and um, immediately started, like immediately started to notice things were going on in this house. Um, my sons would feel someone touching them at night, uh, rubbing their backs, uh, especially the youngest one, and would 
question us um, about it the next day. And then um, <clears throat> I, I saw a man walking by the window. Um, and of course, I was surprised to see someone walk past my window inside the yard. And I went out to check who it was. And no one was there. Um, uh, all sorts of different things, noises, uh, shadows. Um, one night late at night, I was sleeping in, in the room. I was alone um, in the room. My husband and I, he was sick and I didn't want to catch it. So I slept in a, in a different room. And in the middle of the night, something woke me up sound that woke me up and as I'm kind of trying to remember where I am kind of you know a bit disoriented because I was um, in a deep sleep as I'm getting my bearings <clears throat> I hear the voice of a man right next to me and this is in the dark and he says I'm here I got so scared I, I because I didn't know anyone, anyone was in the room and so I immediately thought it was my husband and I said what what's wrong and there was no response and I realized that no one was in the room so I hauled ass out of there um, ran into my uh my room with my husband and didn't care how sick he was. I said, I'm, I'm not sleeping in the other room. I'm not doing it. And, um, anyway, I wanted to get about to the story about the dog. We have, we had a dog. <clears throat> he was a rescue and we loved him so much. And he slept in our room every night. And, um, he had a lot of fear in that house. He um, wouldn't want to cross a room from time to time. Uh, the room where I saw the man by the window, he especially didn't like that room. Um, he would growl and be scared and um, just turn into just this like a scared little puppy. Um, of course, he was a full-grown um, adult dog, but he, he was just so scared. And um, so my thought about having animals come with you to investigate is that it's too stressful. It really takes a lot out of, out of an animal to, to experience that, especially since they are so sensitive and they see here what we cannot see in here. Um, so that is, that's my feeling on it. Um, and I did, I used to feel so badly for him uh, because it was so hard. Um, anyway, we find out that um, from neighbors that there was a, it was a pretty tragic, pretty tragic story um, at our house. It, it, Former family, um, the the wife was sick with 
cancer and she was um, the, like, like the last months of her life and, and, the, and the husband and his small children are preparing now to live without her. And then he, he gets cancer as well. And it was, it was such a, an aggressive type, but so aggressive that he passed before the wife. And, um, so he passed in the house and she then passed shortly after. And, and kids, very, very, tragic um but needless to say um we still live here we don't feel as much activity um since our dog passed which is kind of interesting but um that's our story hope you have a great day and um thank you thank you for for these great stories. I'm, I'm so into it and I've been listening for a long time and uh, I really enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us about your uh, your pets and, and all of that. Very intriguing uh, to hear how that all went down. Thank you for that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. So yeah, I know you had some audio difficulties there hearing it. And the whole time I was like scrambling around here trying to figure out what was going on. But you, you're hearing it again? Yeah, just at the end when she said, thank you so much. I uh-huh. really enjoyed, That's where it came back in. <laughs> well, there. what's your thoughts on all of that? Well, it uh, the music, by the way, is a very interesting eclectic mix. It reminds me of going into like a crystal slash incense store it kind of does doesn't it yeah it's really kind of cool uh so yeah that's the thoughts on the music but i'm yeah thank you for that uh that story do appreciate you uh calling in uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number if you want to call in and share your real ghost story with us here on real ghost stories online that is going to wrap up today's episode of the program if you like the show check us out on apple Podcasts and to get three days free subscription that means you get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the archive, uh, all ad-free. And you can check it out on uh, our channel on Apple Podcasts. Become an EPP there. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, patreon.com slash Stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Todd and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening. 